0: your Bibles, whatever it is you use to study the Word of God. And know this, say this, and believe this. Let's all say together, this is my Bible. I believe what it says. I, it has the power to transform my faith, my family, and my future. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hallelujah. You may be seated. That's the F-bomb that we don't want to talk about. We're pulling down strongholds because we're talking about fasting. Amen? Amen? Let's go to Mark chapter 18 and read verse 17 and 18. Mark chapter 17, and I'm using the New King James Version. I want all of us, we don't normally do this, but I want all of us to read these two verses together. Mark chapter, excuse me, 16, verses 17 and 18. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up servants. And if it drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is Jesus speaking to us. And this comes after his resurrection. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all have versions or, or of the Great Commission. We know in Matthew it says, therefore go you into all the lands preaching the gospel. That's Matthew's version. This is Mark. The, his version of the Great Commission. But let's go back to verse 17. What does he say again? And these signs shall follow those who, my, who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. If you let anyone talk long enough, they'll eventually tell on themselves. It's like, you know something? Them, them shoes look good on you. And they'll say, oh, you know something? Yeah, but you know, I need to get like three more pairs all in the same color. Like, man, that's a nice car you're driving. Yeah, man, I need to take it to the car wash because it's kind of dirty right now. We often throw the word need out there, and they aren't needs at all. They're really our desires or our wants or maybe even our passions. But there are several things in our life that we do need. And regardless of whether it's your hobby, fishing, boating, camping, Doing woodwork, painting, crossword puzzles, whatever your hobby is, or whatever your sin is. Whether you want to drink every Friday night or drink every night, whether you want to hang out in the clubs, maybe you got a bad mouth, or whatever it is we have done because we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But whatever it is, two things that I choose on today that we think about constantly one is food. The other one is money. One is food and the other one is money. We're constantly thinking about, well, what am I going to eat for lunch? What's for dinner? You know, I need to try that new restaurant. You know, that I heard that tastes so good. We think about food all the time. We also think about money. Do we not? Who wants more money? It's something we think about because those two things in life are essential. Now, you can live without money, but you cannot live without food. You can live without money, but you can't live without food. And when I say live without money, you don't. You can beg your way through life, and people do it. I'm not casting any shade on anyone, but you can live without money. But let me ask you this. Have you ever, be honest, have you ever gone a day in your life and not spent money. Just one day in your life, you went 24 hours and did not spend money. Anyone? Okay. All right. I'm not saying you spent a lot of money, but you well, everything you needed, you didn't spend any money on that day. Okay, I know I'm one. How many of you can say that you went one whole day and missed at least one meal? Sometime in your life. But either way, whether you didn't spend any money or you didn't eat, guess what? It didn't kill you. If I don't go buy this, I'm going to just die. If I don't eat this, it's going to kill me. No, you went without it and you're still here. Fasting is an act of faith that was practiced since the Old Testament. But it's just effective now as it was back then. And even though this terminology is used even in the medical field, it has different applications. I want you to please understand what it is I'm about to say right now. For those of you who are taking notes, you will never, ever, as long as you live, completely shut your flesh down. No matter how hard you try, you cannot completely shut your flesh down. For me, I don't know what meal you like best, but for me, if I have a good breakfast, whether it's pancakes and sausage or a bowl of cereal or whatever, maybe some oatmeal, when, after you finish eating that meal, you say, man, you know something? I'm going to go clean out the garage. You know, I'm going to go rearrange my closet. You know, I'm going to go take a walk around the block. You have all of that energy. But when you fast, when we fast, what we're doing is we're shutting down The physical body, because face it, when you're hungry, you're not thinking about cleaning out the garage. When you're hungry, you're not thinking about, oh, well, let me just, you know, do my taxes and get everything ready. You are shutting your body down so that your body is only focused on probably one thing. And that's what eating. So by fasting, you are basically telling your body to shut down. We're not going to think about all the other things that you want to do. In fact, you may say, I'm so hungry, I don't even want to go to work today. Hey, boss, I'm not coming in. I'm hungry. (laughs) But that's what fasting does for us. It shuts the physical body down and makes it come into submission. Keeping in mind, and people often have asked this question, well, the doctor has prescribed certain medications, and I need to take those medications, and they say, take it with food alright, so I've got to take this pill and I need to eat. So what am I going to do? Go to Cracker Barrel and order pancake sausage, and fried chicken and all that just to take one pill? No. You're going to eat a little piece of bread, maybe some crackers, and you take the pill. Don't say, well, I'm fasting and take the pill and then don't take anything to eat with it. That's not wisdom. Take as much food as you need to eat to take the medication. We good? All right, so we're not telling you to do that. But keep in mind that fasting is not so God hears us, but so that we can hear God. It's not a sign of saying, you know, Lord, oh, please, God, I want this so much. See, I'm sacrificing food, Lord. So don't you see how sincere I am? I'm writing these petitions. I'm making these prayers. Don't you hear me, God? No, but by fasting, again, we're shutting the body down, and we're saying, shh, flesh, flesh. I need to hear from God. Shh, be quiet. I've given you your time. Now it's my time to hear from God. Let's look at Mark chapter 9, verse 20 to 29. Then they brought him to him, meaning this man, this man's son to Jesus. And when they saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And it fell on the, he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from his childhood. And often he has thrown himself into the fire, both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out, And said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him, enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out of him. And he became as one that was dead. And so many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. Verse 28, and we had come to the house. His disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we cast him out? And Jesus replied, verse 29, he said to them, this kind comes out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Some things in life are only going to come out. Some strongholds in our lives, I don't care how much we pray, we touch and agree, some things are only going to happen by prayer and fasting. So let's let's go back to what I said earlier. And these signs shall follow them that believe in Mark chapter 16. In my name, the first thing Jesus said, in my name, they will do what? Cast out demons. Now, just because the person in front of you at Walmart can't find their purse doesn't mean they've got a spirit. It doesn't mean they're demon possessed. Just because that person in front of you won't drive the speed limit and they're swerving all across the road doesn't mean they've got an evil spirit. But the Bible tells us to try the spirits to see whether or not they are of God. Try the spirit to see whether or not it is of God. But some of the strongholds in our lives that we have been struggling and straining, as the old song used to say, we will not overcome. We cannot pull them down until we turn down our plates. How many of us, let me give you this little example. How many of us, and let's, let's have a, a transponent mint moment here. How many of us have ever been driving along, looking for a street sign, trying to find an address, and what do we do? We turn down the radio. Anybody (laughs) ever? Come on now. I see some... (laughs) You're trying to find an address or a street. So you're like, well, let me just turn down the radio. (laughs) You got to focus. Thank you very much, Sister Nick. See, she's on top of things. Because (laughs) when we had these... As we talk about the gates of the body, the ear gates, the eye gates, the mouth gate, the nose gates. But, but people say, well, you know, I can multitask. There's no problem. Keep talking. It's like, no, I need your attention. Stop what you're doing and then we can talk. And Pastor Wendy tells me that all the time. Stop what you're doing. I need to talk to you. <coughs> but we've got this information coming into our, into our heads by this music. This music that's coming into our heads and and it's blocking our ability to focus on what we're trying to see. So why can't we do both at the same time? The answer is this. Let me have that next slide, please. Just, Just the same as that music can be a distraction, food can be a distraction for us. You're like, how can food distract me? Because your body craves it, your body needs it. But we oftentimes go overboard. Pastor Wendy and I were sitting at home last night, and I'm like, man, it feels good. You know, all this other stuff is done, and we're ready to cool down and chill down. And we know that the storm is coming, but we're all snuggled in bed, you know, waiting for Santa Claus and all of that. And I said, you know something? You need to go to the store and get us some ice cream. And she was like, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, no, not going to the store, get no ice cream. Because sometimes we need to learn how to say that food is a distraction. Your stomach is full and you're like, yeah, but that food just didn't taste right. So what do we do? We appease our tongues and our palates when our stomach is saying, I'm full. I've had enough. If you really want something, go get a glass of water and see how you feel after that. But I said earlier That fasting is is also used as a medical term. So today is is Monday, or today is Sunday, excuse me. And your phone rings. And you're like, eh, I'm not going to pick it up. But you listen to the voicemail later on. This is a friendly reminder that you have an appointment tomorrow at 9.15 with Dr. Ramirez. Remember to bring a list of all your medications and provide any updates to your medical insurance. And finally, remember... No Facebook, no Instagram, or Twitter after midnight. <laughs> Hold on, go back to that slide again. Remember, you've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. No, fa- no Facebook, no Instagram, or Twitter after midnight. I've heard people say so many times, like, oh, I'm fasting from Facebook. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am, as Joel Osteen says. I believe it has the ability to transform my life. My faith and my future. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. I'm just not just a hearer of the word, but doers only. This is my Bible. Tell me where Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter are in the Bible. You might say, Well, I'm not gonna watch any Facebook, or I'm not gonna go on Twitter, I'm not gonna tweet anybody. But let me have that other slide back. If your fast is merely abstaining from social media, then you're probably spending too much time on it, and that's what you need deliverance from. If you spend that much time, if you think my fast, and I'm pleasing unto God, is pleasing unto God, by getting off of Facebook, that's not a fast. That's just something that you, you we lack self-control. I won't say you. We lack self-control in. And 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 it's it's a me thing. It's it's a robber thing. That like if I don't don't look at me like that. <laughs> but, but like I go in the doctor's office and I see other people on their phones, I'm like I'm not picking up my phone. I'm not I'm I'm going to be I'll pick up a magazine. You know, Women's Day or you know, home and gardens or something, and it's upside down, but I'm not going to pick up my phone because I don't want to be, you know, I know I spend enough time on my phone, but I don't want to be, you know, and I know we care about our reputation, don't we? We care about what people think of us, and I don't want to be people to look at me and say, oh, well, he's just on his phone just like everybody else. Maybe I need to just take that time and just say, you know, Lord, I'm going to this doctor's appointment. I hope this doctor had a good night's sleep last night. I hope the staff has my record and not somebody else's. <laughs> that they don't pull all my teeth or, you know, shave my head for, you know. That's a good time to get in the word of God and get in the presence of God. All right. So let us understand that fasting is not about anything else. Now, if you decide while you're fasting that you're not going to use social media, that's a good thing. But to just say, I'm fasting, okay, but you're ordering a number seven on the menu and you're supersizing it and getting an empanada or, or you know, isn't that what Taco Bell sells? <laughs> empanada, whatever. I'm, you know, and the milkshake and all this other stuff it's like, I thought you were fasting. Oh, yeah, I'm just fasting from Facebook. That's not a fast. That's not a fast. Okay? All right. So, why do we fast? I've I've alluded to it, but let me just give you a little more meat to this. Why do we fast? In Matthew chapter 4, well, actually, we'll start at verse, yeah, go back to that one. Matthew chapter, yes. Yes. In Matthew chapter 13, or Matthew chapter 3, in verse 15, Jesus goes to John, and he says, I want you to baptize me. And and John goes, I'm not worthy. And Jesus is like, no, the scriptures must be fulfilled. So in verse 15, John baptizes him. In verse 16, the Bible says that the heavens opened up, and the Spirit of, of God descended on Jesus in the form of a dove. So Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 17... God speaks and he says, this is my beloved son in who I am well pleased. Isn't that a great day? You get baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost and then the Father speaks over you all at the same time. That's a good day for anybody. And that's the way we need to be walking every day saying, Lord, I want this to be a good day. And I will tell you in chapter four, as this chapter begins, I was reading this all wrong and the Lord said, go back and read that scripture again. And I used to think that when Jesus came up, it that he immediately went into a fast. And no, Jesus did not go into a fast. Brother Tom shared a scripture with me, and he didn't realize it. But the Bible says that we have not a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but in all manners was tempted, just like we were, yet without sin. So Jesus says, if I'm going to ask you to do it, I've got to do it first. I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I haven't already done. The only thing I'm not going to ask you to do is to die on the cross for anyone else. I've already done that. But when Jesus comes up and the Father speaks of him, the Bible says in chapter 4, verse 1, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He left from there because he knew That his ministry was now being launched. And when you launch out, the devil is going to come against you. God has said, I have ordained you to do this. I have ordained and given you the ability. Your business is about to start. Your education is about to take off. You are about to get a promotion. So guess what? The devil is going to come against you. So because Jesus knew the enemy was going to come against him, verse 2 says this. And when he had fasted, it wasn't that he fasted and then the devil came. He knew that the devil was gonna come. He knew the devil was coming. So therefore he fasted. Y'all understand that? You've got to get ready. When when you wonder why sometimes you're you're bumping the heads, bumping the head, sometimes we have to stop and say, God, is this your will? And God's like, Yeah. Just like David prayed after Ziglaf. He's like, shall we go forth and conquer this army? And the Lord said, yes, go forth and you'll conquer But then we have to stop and say, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, fine. So then I'm going to call a fast. I've got to call a fast. So why is it that we need to fast? Because it's not in you. Say, it's not in me. Say, it's not in me. He is in you, but it is not in you. He is in you. Who is he? The Holy Spirit through Jesus, through the Father. He is in you, but it is not in you. So what is it? Next slide, please. We lack the ability to connect with the Spirit of God without deflection. That's what's not in us. We cannot go directly to God for every situation in our lives without being deflected. Maybe it's your family, maybe it's your job, maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's your car that keeps breaking down on you, whatever it is. But it's not in us. Yes, we have the Spirit of God in us. But we have to present our bodies as a what? Living sacrifice. Sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God. And if Jesus had to fast, if Jesus had to fast, what makes us think that we don't have to? I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer. It is absolutely a no-brainer. No one raised your hand. But we have to ask ourselves, when was the last time I was on a fast? Not the one going to Dr. Ramirez. Not the Twitter fast. I'm talking about actually turning down your plate saying, Lord, I'm not going to eat. We have to ask ourselves. And then when we look at ourselves and we come up with a list of things of why these things are broken down, then ask ourselves, well, when was the last time I turned down my plate? We want the strongholds to come down? Turn down your plate. We cannot connect with God without deflection. It's just not in us. Now, does that mean that you have to pray for everything? So, in other words, I, I need to fast. I need to fast. Okay. But if I am if I really want God to tear down some strongholds, I'm going to fast. So you sit at the dinner table and it's like, I'm going to fast before I pray. Okay. But if you're going to pray and fast, then you're not going to eat dinner. Y'all see? So you don't have to fast over everything. Some of y'all, that went right over your head. (laughs) You don't have to fast over everything. But there are some strongholds in our lives that we have to overcome. Number two, and we could talk about fasting in so many different areas, but we also need to learn to teach our children to fast. Hey, Anna, how you doing? You need to teach your children to fast, too. Matthew chapter 18, verse 3 and 4. And, and they said, they asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom? And they said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you be converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself or herself as a little child, this is the greatest in the kingdom of God. Now, does that mean the Lord is saying, I need you to go back to wearing diapers again? That Similac, although you didn't like it, is really good for you. You know those turnip greens and those carrots that your mom used to give you? All that Gerber? No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, have that child-like faith. Because a child will believe whatever you tell them, whether it's right or wrong. Because children have no way of rebutting whatever you tell them. If you tell them eat your vegetables because they're good for you. They can't tell you well I read on Wikipedia because they don't know. But it's important that we teach our children about fasting. Now that doesn't mean your child can go you know four or five days like you do because their chemistry is not the same. If they can man God knows You need to continue to pour into that child. But learn to teach children how to abstain from food. Teach them how to also abstain from games and Twitter and Facebook. And they, I promise you, they might cry, but they won't die. (laughs) All right? They might cry, but they won't die. The important thing is as far as teaching children these is because you only get out of a child what you put into a child. You only get out of a child what you put into a child. As you all know, we have a bright little young man in our lives named King. And he is the smartest little boy. He is a very intelligent child. But I didn't know this until I heard it from him but if you ask your child and, I, and I've heard people say this before it's like baby whether your child is five six or ten years old it's like you are just hitting hitting some hard times you're running some brick walls and you say can you just pray for mommy can you please just pray for mommy you ever seen a, ch- a parent ever ask their child to pray for them? amen y'all never heard that But you need to teach because Jesus said, unless you be converted and become as a child, you by no means will enter the kingdom of heaven. Because i tell you what, your children can get a prayer through because they're not distracted. Because you're thinking about what the bank is going to say. You're thinking about who your boss is. Your child don't know your boss and your child don't know the bank. So they just pray a prayer based upon what you have instilled in them. But if all you have instilled in them is this. Say, baby, pray for him. It's like, all right, mama, I'm gonna pray for you. Dear Jesus, baby shark, to do, do do, baby shark, to do. It's like, what kind of prayer is that? It's the one you taught me. Because all we do is we pour into them social media. Life is just a big game. But you have to teach your children, teach them how to pray over their food. Teach them how to pray in school before they take a test. They may, may not be able to pray collectively like we did when we were growing up. We did the Pledge of Allegiance and we said the Lord's Prayer. But you've got to teach your children about fasting as well. Now my last point is this. What about fasting? There are levels and degrees of fasting. Levels and degrees. Let's talk about just a common fast. Now this is what I call a common fast. We'll either substitute or limit the amount of food we eat. So let's take, for example, uh, we got chicken, mashed potatoes, some corn, and some cornbread. Or is that two, two double positives? Uh, slice of bread or dinner roll. And let's say that meal weighs, you put it on a scale and it weighs three pounds. Okay, let's just say that. So when you fast, he's like, well, I'm going to abstain from eating any meats. So that doesn't mean you eat three pounds worth of corn. (laughs) And it's like, I'm fasting. No. You decide which one of those on that plate that you may eat. And say, you know something, I'm going to just have a baked potato. Or I'm just going to have some carrots. Or I'm just going to eat this banana. We substitute or limit the amount of food we eat. That's a common fast. We also know what's commonly known as a Daniel fast. You go read Daniel and find out what he did when he was approached by the king. And they ate nothing but fruit and vegetables. But that doesn't mean we hoard and we get full and fat and plump off of all the fruits and vegetables we can eat. We also limit it. And guess what we're doing at the same time? We're detoxifying our bodies. We're cleansing our bodies when we eat those fruits and vegetables and that's a very common thing to do. Number two, the hard fast, the absolute fast. The absolute fast is no food and nothing but water for however long you choose. And anyone, any one of these fasts is however long you choose, however you feel that you can perform. Because you can't be like Miss Esther in the kitchen Holding a pot of hot water or soup, and you like you ain't in three days, and and people wonder it's like, "Well, what's wrong with you?" It's like, oh, "I'm fine, I'm fine." It's like, "No, you're not fine. You need to eat." Don't push yourself so far that you cannot function or perform, because just like anything else, you have to work your way up. You cannot just say like Jesus and just, "Hey, I'm fasting for forty days," like Jesus did. No. You ain't even fasted one day. And then what I call the quick fast. The quick fast. So now you've got a meeting with your supervisor first thing tomorrow morning. And you just found out about it today. It's, it's Sunday and you get a text saying you got to meet with your supervisor tomorrow morning. And you're like, well, that's no problem. But you know you've got to ask your supervisor some hard questions. And you also know you and your supervisor don't get along. So you need the favor of God on your life, and you can't always say, well, I just believe God for favor in this situation. But there's a stronghold. There is a stronghold as to why you and your supervisor don't get along. And don't say, well, I go to church, so the stronghold is on them. It's their problem, not mine. No, sometimes we got junk, we bring to work. Sometimes we got junk, we bring to work. And I'll tell you, I brought plenty of junk to work. And I bring it to the break room so everybody else can have some too. Amen. <laughs> we want to share our junk. Because we want. We love to go to work and we love to complain about our situations and how this job ain't working, how was, but go, those are strongholds. So the quick fast, and I'm I'm telling you, I practice this. This is one that I do practice. I just decide, Lord, I'm turning my plate down. Just this one meal. Now, lunchtime, yeah, it's all on. And I'm going to make up for what I didn't have for breakfast. (laughs) And that's the other thing about fasting. When you decide to eat again, don't try to make up for what you missed. Because then you didn't miss it. You just... Got it later. But if you have a situation that's coming up, even if it's taking a test, don't be afraid to say, Lord, I'm going to turn my plate down. But it's not. And this is where we often mention, again, going back to to, uh, what Jesus told his disciples in Mark chapter 9, verse 29, he says, this kind comes out by nothing but prayer and fasting prayer and fasting so you say you know something lord i'm gonna just give you my lunch today so what do you do you go out to your car because you can or you go in the janitor's closet and you just sit there i ain't eating i ain't eating i ain't eating it's almost time to go back to work i ain't eating i ain't eating i'm getting a little hungry so oh lord good i ain't eating. 1230 or whatever time you go back to work. Thank you, Lord. I, I fasted for lunch. Yeah, you fasted, but you didn't pray. You did not pray. So now there's only a physical void in your body that you just missed a meal. Jesus said some things only come out, but by what? Prayer and fasting. You have to, where you say, I'm not going to eat the natural food. I will eat the spiritual food. And if the two don't go together, you just missed a meal. That's all you did. So when we turn our plate down, you're like, well, you know something? I can't think of a scripture. Find a good spirit-filled book. Find a good author. And I'm not going to even mention any names. But find a book to read. That's dealing with, like, I just finished reading a book about the comfort zone. Find something. Even the book that we're talking about, you know, prospering God's way. Read that. Put something in you. Don't just skip a meal. Because you don't have God's attention. Because God's like, hey, I want to talk to you, but you're not picking up the phone. You're not picking up the phone. I'm tired of leaving your messages because you don't answer them. And, and that's pretty much that's all I got for today, y'all. But this is how we pull down strongholds. But over the next several weeks, we're going we're gonna to give you more tools. We're going to give you more tools to learn how to pull down strongholds. Again, don't try to run out here and today say, you know, I'm going to fast this whole week. Okay, well, good. Fast one meal on Monday. Fast one meal on Tuesday. And you can skip different meals. But don't try to just go all out. I ain't eating nothing for a whole week. And I'm telling you, I did that. For seven straight days back in 1982, I did not eat and I did not drink for seven days. I did not eat and I did not drink for seven days because someone told me the Lord is going to put you on a fast. And I didn't know the first thing about fasting. You know what I looked like after seven days? I was a mess, and want no closer to God. <laughs> I want no close, and I because I didn't know to pray. I didn't know to get in God's word. I just didn't eat for a whole week. I encourage each and every one of us to take a closer look at ourselves. It's nothing wrong with being in partnership and being connected with somebody. But when it comes down to it, fasting is an individual thing. We love to do it as a church because it helps to draw us together. But whatever it is you want from God, it starts with prayer. And to tear down some of those, you've got to get up off your knees and make a decision. I'm going to turn my plate down. It's about taking time to listen to God speaking to us and fasting is a good start. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I hope this word has encouraged someone. It may not be a shout message but it's one. I mean, sometimes we just need information. You know, show me how to show me how to fix this problem like I tell you what I'm gonna give you the information let you read it and then you can you can learn how to fix it on your own so if you have this problem you know you'll know how to fix it give a man a fish and he'll eat a meal teach a man to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime when you learn how to fast I mean and I mean your first fast don't say Lord I believe right now in the name of Jesus I'm gonna turn down my plate and the government's gonna cut taxes in half. I'm gonna go to work tomorrow and they're gonna make me the boss. Pray and ask God for so, something simple, but you know that your prayers have not been answered. And say, Lord, I'm gonna commit this to you. Not just by prayer, and not just by fasting. Hallelujah we thank everyone that has joined us today and I believe that the Spirit of God has moved not only here but where you are for those of you that are watching on social media by whatever venue we thank you and we count it a privilege that you have taken the time to watch this but this message can be practiced as it was in the Old Testament as it is today and right where you are seek God's face and ask him for direction, to show you how to curb your appetite and see how God will move in ways you've never seen before. And not that he will change other people, but he will change how you see him. Thank you, Father. And I pray for all those who do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Father, I pray that you would come into their heart, receive them As they receive you. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask if everyone would just stand. To your feet. This isn't one of those messages where we just. Come forth and say you know Lord I'm going to. I'm asking you to help me with this fasting. This is a, a decision that you have to make. Because it doesn't mean that you're going to go and start a fast today or tomorrow. Use wisdom. Proverbs 4 and 7 says that wisdom is the principal thing. But in all thy getting, get an understanding. Understand why you need to do this. And understand when you need to do it and how long. And wisdom will show you those things. So let's just pray this prayer together. Just put your hand on your heart as as a sign of commitment. Father, we just thank you right now that this is one of those necessary things that we don't do often enough. We want to just pray. And we don't want to listen to you. We just want you to hear what we have to say.